0: Glad you are here. A couple exciting things happening. Uh, I don't know if you know there's a Seahawks game this weekend, uh, which is uh, pretty much a big deal. And if you heard as well, uh, this weekend there was like a $900 million Uh, Powerball uh, lottery. And I don't want you to ask you if you bought a ticket because I don't want you to lie in church. But uh, just a little information on that, that if you bought, uh, you're in luck because you have a one in 292 million point two million chance of winning. Uh, Consider that uh, you are 465 times more likely to be struck by lightning this year you are 218 times more likely to be eaten by a shark uh, if you do that. Uh, but still, if you do win, here's what, uh, here's what you could buy. With your winnings, you could buy 1,108,000 tickets to Disneyland, over 110 million Vente Lattes at Starbucks. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's pretty expensive. I think they may have gotten that wrong. Uh, 70 jets. Or one friend named Ben. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I cannot be bought. <laughs> Maybe rented for that, but you know I, I really. Yeah. Well, we're in this series, One Million Reasons, and if you miss this, what we're looking at uh, during the month of January is the really what it means for us to live on mission together as a church, but also to understand uh, what God has for us individually. Uh, last week if you missed it, I encourage you to listen online. We talked about how uh, to really gain To really grow we have to lose in the process But we get so much more along the way now This is important uh, for us because God has called every person if you said hey I've said yes to Jesus maybe you're not here there yet and That's, that's fine This is a great uh, great weekend to come and find out uh, what that's about Uh, But God calls all of us to uh, not only be in a relationship with him, but to grow in that relationship and then to, to live our life where he would have us be on mission with him. Now, you might think, hey, Ben, I'm no missionary. That's not, you know, I'm not, I couldn't do something like that. Well, think about this. We looked at John the Baptist last week. And uh, we think of uh, him, if you've read the Bible, as a spiritual giant. Uh, he was the one who uh, prepared the way for Jesus as he came. But think about all the things that he got wrong. Uh, he, he was asked, are you a prophet? And he said, no, I'm not a prophet. Later on, Jesus said, no, you really, you are a prophet. Uh, he was uh, asked, are you the, the Elijah the, uh, that it is to come? And he goes, no, that's not not me. Jesus said, well, really, you know, you are that person. Uh, And he began to waver in his faith. And he said uh, to Jesus, sent his followers, are you the one to come or should we look for another? Uh, See, these things were true of him. He got a lot of things wrong, actually about his own sort of identity. But the one thing that he did get right is... Jesus and the mission that God had called him on and I think if we get that right that can be Transformational for us and in fact uh, we're looking at uh, a passage one verse actually that we're going to look at during this whole series It's from Acts 1.8. It it says this you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria into the ends of the earth And Jesus is talking to his followers, and he says, you have a ministry. It'll start really with people around you, but it'll expand well beyond that. Well, that's a a great idea, and we think, well, you know, but I'm no, uh, you know, Billy Graham or Rick Warren or Mother Teresa. Look at what the Bible says to us. It says, uh, Christ gave uh, the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, the pastors and teachers, they're gifts to you, but well, pastors and teachers are a gift. I'm a gift to you. <laughs> Happy birthday. So the, uh, uh, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. See, we, have, we all have a part to play in this. We find uh, later on, it says in uh, 1 Corinthians, it says there's different kinds of service, but the same Lord, there are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestations of the spirit is given for the common good in, in this uh, series. We are looking at our mission together and how we grow spiritually. In fact, uh, this week I'm calling the message a commitment to grow. But it is our individual response in that. See, I believe that God, uh, his will for us is this, is that we would have a, a ruthless trust in God. I was reading a book by one of my favorite authors, Brennan Manning, and uh, that's the name of that book, Ruthless Trust. And those two words don't seem like they, go very well together. But what it is, it's a radical, not only commitment to God, but believing in his goodness for our life. Now, as as I say that, I know that we can get a little bit... uh, weirded out spiritually and like, okay, you know, what does that really mean? When people talk about spiritual growth, we, you know, think of, okay, now someone's going to shave my head and put me in an orange robe, and I'm going to be in the airport passing out flowers or something like that. Uh, Or, you know, the guy that we always have uh, at the Sammamish fireworks, he's always uh, carrying the sign, you know, you're going to hell, God loves you. One year I took a selfie with him. He really liked that. <laughs> uh, but here's what spiritual growth is. Uh, in fact, uh, to help you, I'm going to show uh, some uh, something that really John F. Angle ca- uh, came up with uh, a number of years ago, and uh, it was the awareness scale of what it really means uh, to be growing in faith. And on this side, uh, a negative eight, and th- these are terms he came up with, and he, he used a uh, social science to help us understand spiritual growth. And this is, was way back. He came up with this 40 years ago, but I think it's so uh, helpful today. Is You'd have over here uh, no awareness of God. Right, right here is zero. This is the point where someone has decided to surrender to Jesus. Over here you might have someone who uh, doesn't even know there's a God or they're radically committed to not believing in a God over here it'd be I haven't made a commitment to Christ but uh, I'm open I'm spiritual you know I watch Oprah or something like that that's what you do uh, so, uh, and uh, over here I've made a commitment to Christ and then I'm, I'm starting to grow in my faith and uh, oftentimes what we'll think is well spiritual growth you know it's this huge leap really it, it's just moving One step to the right, in a sense. We call it here, it's taking one next right step. And so what I'd like you to ask is what would that look like for you in 2016 to take one step uh, deeper in your faith? See, oftentimes uh, we think of this in terms of programs. Well, we need this huge spiritual growth program. Uh, And really what it is, it's a series of steps, not programs, that grows us in our faith. That's why you you look at someone like John the Baptist, he got so much wrong. But when it came to understanding who Jesus was eventually and follow him, he got so much right. So today I want to do something different. Uh, uh, Last week I, I tried to hopefully inspire you to really move forward in your faith. Today I wanna get very practical and specific. In fact, uh, for those of you who are note takers, you're gonna love this. For those of you who aren't, you might wanna write down a few things because the goal again is to develop this this trust in God, this ruthless trust in God. So what does that uh, look like? Well, first it starts out with, you have to change the way you view God. Uh, You really do. Now, uh, for some of you, you were raised in religious environments that were incredibly healthy, and so maybe there's not a lot to unlearn. Others of you, uh, it may have spirituality was just this nebulous thing, and 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 you really never had a deep faith in God. Or maybe, like me, you were raised without it altogether. Uh, I, I came. Uh, across this, because the Bible tells us to have a child-like faith, not a child-ish faith. I thought these were funny. These are uh, some prayers that kids uh, wrote out. Uh, Dear God, please put another holiday between Christmas and Easter. There's nothing good in there now, Jenny. Isn't that great? Uh, here, here's another one. Dear God, I want to be just like my daddy when I get big, but not with so much hair all over. Sam. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> Uh, dear god is it true my father won't get into heaven if he uses his golf words in the house (laughs) some of you just you just heard from god right now that's what you did Uh, uh, dear god maybe cain and abel would not kill each other so much if they just had their own rooms it works with my brother larry Uh, So just giving a little advice there. Uh, And then, uh, dear God, if you give me, this is my favorite, if you give me a genie lamp like Aladdin, I will give you anything you want except my money and my chest set. Raphael. He's a little bit of a stingy kid, isn't he? (laughs) Well, uh, seriously, though, what does it mean to have a a faith uh, where we begin to change the way we view God? it's not just an intellectual exercise it's understanding that God is trustworthy do you know how you learn to trust God by trying to trust God and not just well we have to understand who God is in his nature sometimes we're like well you know I trust God but God didn't give me everything I wanted God never promised to give you everything you wanted he promised to to be with you and to give you what you need See, oftentimes what happens is we're disappointed uh, by people and then we think, okay, well, now I can't trust God anymore. Uh, I I may have shared this story a number of years ago. Uh, When I was a little kid uh, uh, growing up in Lakewood, south of Tacoma, we we had a game that we played. Any of you, uh, when you were kids, play the punching game? You know, you'd sort of hit your chest and play the punching game. Well, I was like at the time, I was like the big, I was a really big kid, like the biggest kid in the third grade. And so uh, I was big, I had a powerful punch, and I had really bad coordination. And so my friend Garrett, I played the punching game, and I just clocked him, and blood came out his nose, and all of that. And you know what? He wouldn't play the punching game with me anymore. And because of that, he never trusted Jesus, and he's a Satan worshiper. No, he's actually, uh, uh, he's actually a pastor, too, by the way. Uh, but some of you, uh, you're saying, well, my dad. Your dad isn't God. Your mom isn't God. Your pastor, no matter how awesome he is, is not God. I mean, haven't we seen it? People will put their trust, even I mean, even in religious leaders and... Uh, you know, you're to follow. That's that's important. But God is the one you ultimately trust. My former pastor, uh, back when I was in college, put it this way. He said, the Bible says again and again to trust God and to love people. But we get dis- disappointed again and again because we do the opposite of what God told us to do. We say, I'm going to trust people and love God. See, if I love people, but understand that they'll fail me, and th- then I'm, my world isn't blown apart. But if I trust God, uh, I will not be disappointed. Here's what it says in Ephesians uh, 4.14. It says, uh, then we will no longer uh, be infants tossed back and forth uh, by the waves and blown here and there by every kind of teaching, by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. And growth, uh, it can be uncomfortable. Now, some of you uh, have kids who are really young, and so you spend a lot of time. I remember my kids when they were young, and I had to cut up their food for them. And then I remember the point where they could cut up their own food and at first it was like sort of weird, and then it was sort of awesome because my food didn't get cold when I was cutting up their food. And some of us need to take that step. So here's some tools, and I'm going to just suggest some practical tools uh, for that. So how, how do we do that? Uh, one is worship. When you're in church, when you make a, a priority uh, of worship, not only does God meet you in, in the worship service, but we grow together as we learn about him. Uh, We have some other opportunities, foundations class. uh, That's uh, for, for if you want a theological understanding of God, uh, that's one that actually has homework attached to it. So if you like homework, you'll love that. Uh, Bible studies, uh, our Bible seminar that we do. If you're not used to the Bible, it's about two hours where you really get a grasp on the Bible. But could you say, I will make that commitment to grow by changing the way Maybe I view God. And then secondly, uh, we need to change the way we view people. Uh, As I said, this is uh, essential because otherwise we become disappointed. Now, in some religious environments, we we view ourselves as the the police for every bad behavior. There is a judge. There is right and wrong. God does uh, tell us how we should live. But our role, we need to decide what our role is. Uh, In fact, uh, maybe you've been in that kind of religious environment. Are we the accuser? You don't want that one. That's how that describes Satan in the Bible. Are we uh, the district attorney? We focus, like, on the crime and not the person. The journalist, where we want to tell everyone else what someone else did. We need to decide what our role is with other people family is really uh, the the paradigm in which the Bible gives again and again to understand now if I I view people who uh, are wonderful can be a blessing maybe sometimes they can be hurtful but the relationship is primary especially with people who would share my faith then that'll help me move forward says this, Ephesians 4.16. It says, from him the whole body, so talking about relationship, joined and held together by every supporting lig- ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. When we grow and relate, that's one of the things I love about growth groups. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. Uh, because we get to be in relationship with one another and we get to grow. Uh, in that relationship I I was flying back I was in Phoenix for a few days and I didn't I I flew on Southwest and you know if you don't like check in uh, 24 hours in advance like within two seconds you end up in the C section Uh, any of you fly Southwest ever yeah you fly in the C section it's called middle sweet seat dwellers that's what that is and so I was there and I ended up like in, you know, C-54 or something like that. I knew this was going to be a horrible flight. And so I, I went in there and there was only a few seats left. And I got the, the, the plane was full and I got this stink eye from the lady, from this lady. I'm like, can I sit there? She doesn't say anything. She just looks like this. And I'm like, okay, I don't know, you know maybe you know, she came to church, I said something that offended her, I'm not sure what was going on there. Uh, but I, I, I went and I crawled over, and uh, then, then just the whole, uh, the whole flight, she's just you know, sort of there, I tried to you know, talk to her, say something, but I realized that she hated my gut, so I wouldn't do that anymore. Uh, and then the, it was about three hours, and about an hour and a half, two hours in it, I had to go use the bathroom. And I knew this would be a crime against humanity. This would be. Uh, So I said, "Uh, can you excuse me? I need to use the restroom. Uh, She doesn't say anything again, and so I just uh, crawl over her. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm just, I mean, the whole time I'm just like, Lord, I just pray she's not married, and so, uh, uh, so you say that's bad, no, that's called loving people, that's what that is, Uh, and and it's really interesting though, uh, I realized it wasn't me as well, uh, that there was a flight attendant, and was taking garbage, and uh, she uh, was, missed this woman, and then she was like, (coughs) and she did that, and and it was sort of like that the whole flight. And, and I was thinking about this. There, there were some things, and really the flight attendant should have seen it and all of that. But she was living with a ton of unstated expectations and a propensity towards the negative. And you know what she was finding? People didn't meet her expectations and everything turned out negative. How, how do you, you want to grow spiritually? how do you view the people in your life are they a gift from god i'm not saying do they do everything perfect but are they a gift from god there are people who are so so hurt and bent yeah you need to stay away from them that's about 0.001 and there are those folks but if you change the way you view people you will grow is there is there maybe even a spiritual opportunity for you and you know where that always starts always starts right in your own home and then uh, at your workplace at church you know you can you can hold it together at church pretty much so how do i how do i move one step to the right now how do i grow spiritually well there you might need counseling that may be something that you want to uh, look at that may be one of the tools uh, you heard about our re marriage ministry now we have never had more people uh, sign up for any event in the history of timberlake church uh, there were people are coming and you if you're it's, if you have a marriage that's good you want to make it better maybe it's in trouble it's a, it's a program uh, but it's more than a program it's relationships that are built and if you're struggling you know, I believe in counseling. I, I, like I said, we've gone to counseling a number of times, and uh, I'm not going to make my typical joke because my wife isn't fixed yet because uh, we finally took care of that. The, uh, no, but we, I believe in that. But here's the thing. Counseling is never going to be enough for you. You need supportive relationships, and you need God's direction. There's uh, maybe it's the way you view your kids, uh, love and logic parenting, something else. Uh, these are all things you're going to see in the next few weeks. Serving. You want to change the way you view people? Serve someone else in your life. I mean, you think about it. You think about what happened this weekend. The people who serve uh, for the, the programs that you have that uh, greeted you uh, at the door and the ushers and people with parking and people who are praying for you and prayed praying coming up to the service and so that's a way for you to grow is that ruthless trust not necessarily in people but in God working through people and then number three make thankfulness a life goal we're told this uh, in first Thessalonians it says this it says give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus Uh, God's will for us is to understand uh, that he's, even when it doesn't seem like a gift, that God is giving a a gift. Many of you know that a a friend of mine uh, passed away recently. He's spoken at this church. Uh, He was only in his mid-40s. He had multiple system failure, which meant his whole body started uh, to shut down. In fact, it wasn't able to talk to him on the phone or anything. Last year, he really couldn't speak uh, much anymore. And I was thinking, well, how do you view God in the middle of that? And uh, Greg was a a man who loved the Bible and he said, you know, God's given me so much. Uh, And it reminded me of the verse from Job. Should we accept uh, good from God and not trouble? Well, maybe... Uh, You say, it's not just the trouble, it's who I am. How how can, you know, God's wired me in such a way where I'm broken. The scripture would say differently about you. And I'm not just saying it make you feel better. I'm saying it because if you you feel like that, you don't understand God and his plan for you. It, It says this in the Psalms. It says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Well, how do we uh, grow in thankfulness? A uh, couple things, and these two things are related to one million reasons. One is daily devotion, spending time with God a little bit each day. And, by, and uh, I think 750 of you signed up for the daily devotion. It's great to see that. And then the other part that we're talking about uh, is intentional generosity. Uh, now, if you weren't here last week, Uh, one of the things we're doing, which is different as a church, we have phased out all like special offerings and all of that. You wonder how missions, all that gets taken care of, except for one a year. And now in the next uh, two years, we're going to phase that out altogether. Not that we're not going to do it. We're giving more and doing more than we ever have. But we're really saying, hey, we're going to be intentional, not manipulated or something like that, uh, but intentional in our generosity. And so last week I said, hey, uh, I would invite you in, uh, to commit to make a commitment. And I, I don't know if commitment is a word. Just say what your intentions are over uh, the next couple of years. If you, you know, if you came here and said, hey, this is my first time at church. I don't know what I'm going to give. No, I'm not talking about you. Uh, uh, some of you say, well, you know, I'm a visitor and I've been visiting eight years. Yeah, I'm talking about you. So the, uh, either that or don't eat pizza or, you know, something after one of our events. No, the, uh, but we, uh, what I'm saying is just hear from God and then move and take a step. Because that's really what God calls us to do is to hear from him and to take a step. You know, one thing I know about uh, people at Timberlake is that you respond to God like like we do the uh the christmas tree around christmas just say hey if you want to give a gift to someone in need we only like put it up for a week or two because we got over 1700 gifts were given uh and and someone sent this, this this person uh i don't know if i've shared this before is a teacher at one of the local schools and the teacher uh said this sent this to our youth pastor had a kiddo in lunch detention today. So it was working detention. That's always a happy group of kids, isn't it? Uh, when he checked in, he told me this was his best day ever. And you don't, I bet you don't hear that a lot in detention, do you? When I asked him why, he said he had just come from the counselor's office, and she told him that Timberlake Church had delivered Christmas gifts for him. He was so happy. And that's in our community, that's around the world, because you respond. And so what what I'm saying is, let's be very intentional uh, about this. And say, God, how would you have me respond? Now, my goal for this uh, really is just that we'd have 100% participation. And uh, you say, well, what should I give? I don't know, (laughs) unless you won the Powerball, then I know. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but I know that we can grow in generosity. And whatever your step is. And so maybe you say, hey, I've never given before. And you'd give for the first time. Maybe you say, I've been sporadic as a giver. Ah, maybe more intentional. Maybe, you know, I've been intentional, but I'd, I'd be, you know, I'd be a percentage giver. a tithe or I'd do beyond that. So here's the intention card. So I've had some questions on this uh, about what, what this looks like. So this would be it. And I don't know if this is high or low. You might think this is uh, way too little money, way too much, but as an example. So what we're doing is saying, okay, what do I normally give a year? Let's say it was $6,000 a year. That's your normal uh, giving. And you'd say, hey, I want to take a next step. And so we'd expand uh, $2,400 a year. So 200, and so that would be uh, $8,400 a year for two years. Uh, and then, so that would be the giving. And then we will take a kickstart offering. It'll be the only one we're going to, anything like this will do for the next two years. And then that would be what the commitment card would look like. And so what I'm going to do is ask everyone, uh, to fill out and pray about that. Not today, because I really want you to hear, uh, from God in this. And, uh, people have asked, well, what, what does this do? This funds not only the ministry inside the church, uh, but outside of the church, too. It's the youth ministries. It's the various campuses. In a few weeks, we start our Woodenville Baffle campus, which is uh, we're so excited about. Uh, and it'll be new expanded ministries. Acres of Diamonds, our uh, transitional housing for homeless women and their families, is looking to uh, build a new building. And we want to be a significant partner in that. But I don't want you to be a cause giver. I want you to say, okay, I'm going to invest in God's ministry, and these are the things that are going to happen in the midst of it. Well, uh, number four, commit to growth steps. So what are uh, growth steps that you could take? Uh, It says this in Acts 2.42 about the first early believers. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayer. And we see that as a pattern again and again of what it looks like uh, to grow. Now, one of the things we're doing that's new is uh, we've had our membership seminar. If you haven't been to that, we're having one at the end of the month. But, w- but we know we're missing some things to help you grow. And you're not going to do all of the, you're not going to maybe sign up and be in a ministry and a growth group all at the same time. Or, uh, but I'm encouraging you to take one of the steps. So the growth track will be some one Day seminars. Uh, There won't be a day. They'll actually only be three hours, where we're going to help you go to the next level in your ministry, uh, in understanding how God's wired you, in your spiritual habits, and in living your faith. And so, I want you to be looking for that. Our first one is the one we normally have and have had uh, is our membership class at the end of the month. And then there's growth groups. Uh, Growth groups are where people get together there are about 11 or 1200 people across the campuses who were in growth groups last quarter and primarily in homes and what do we do there Uh, we have fun together Uh, we grill together (laughs) we study the bible together we have celebrate together we go through hard times together Uh, you may have a lot of friends around you but what type of friends Are they the type that want God's best for you? I know it sounds sort of weird sometimes to say, uh, you know, I'm going to go to someone's house that maybe I don't know for 90 minutes. And uh, what's that going to be like? It can be transformational. And uh, we've had a big influx of people, again, which we really thank God for. Uh, You know, last weekend was the biggest kickoff uh, service of a new year we've ever had in the history of the church but we need some people that open up their hearts and homes to be part of that. And so would you consider, just again, that's another one of those tangible tangible steps. And then number five, make your intentions public. Uh, Now, uh, I talked about that from uh, a financial perspective, but it's more than that. It's really, whenever we wanna grow, we say, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and take a step. Uh, Whether it's for you, you may be one of those floating Christians, and you say, you know, I am a Christian, but I just spread my pixie dust around at different churches and all of that. And God has called you to be planted. Uh, It may not be at this church. Uh, It probably is, because you're a smart person. No, uh, but to be planted where you can grow in 2016. Uh, It says this, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord they will flourish in the courts of our God they will still bear fruit and that's what God has called us to do uh, and then look at what Jesus said is as, as he was ascending to heaven as he had risen from the dead and he said this to his disciples the Great Commission one of the most famous verses in all the Bible in Matthew 28 uh, that making our intentions public it says therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so the steps there, just the tools for that, would be membership and baptism. Uh, Both are ways where you say, hey, I'm part of a community in membership, but in baptism you say, I'm part of the big community of followers of Jesus Christ. Well, I hope that you will prayerfully consider as you leave service today what steps, what these tools, what steps you'll take that will, this will be the most amazing year of spiritual growth. Uh, now, on uh, many of the campuses this weekend, uh, we're gonna have baptisms. And uh, baptism is one of those big public steps So what I want uh, you to do is to just maybe to to be catalytic for you is to hear the story of one of the people who's going to be baptized this weekend.